Okay. One of the questions I always ask, but I'm not going to ask you guys, is about, well, Lamborghinis. (laughs) We started (laughs) Lamborghinis. We ask, Um, I ask how many Lamborghinis you guys have. I have exactly zero. You got that fucking sick fucking Rolls Royce. Rolls is the, that's, that's kind of like the, the company car. Everyone drives the Rolls Royce. (laughs) Do they? Yeah. It's all everybody's. You're, you're a car in town and they, they're, you're a car guy. I used to be man, but not, not so much anymore. It's like, uh, I, because I've had so many cars, I was telling Casey yeah. over here, we saw a car that I used to own. That car would, would break down every other week. It'd be on a flatbed. What kind of car? It was, uh, the Evora, um, made by it's Lotus, Lotus. It's their largest, uh, supercar. And that thing was a jump. Is it, is I had, it, is you it yours? Oh, I saw, I see, now that's my kind of car, right? Nah. It, it's, uh, what is that? It's a Lincoln 61. Um, I, I touched that thing. So I wouldn't so even drive it because I every time I drove it, I'd go fix something on it. So that see that's I, a, I like that. I Get put, a Tesla. <laughs> fuck that. Move your mic to the So I ended up um, put having an engine built for it, so it was 500 horsepower. That's nuts. And then uh. <clears throat> Let's see here. I'm going to show you guys the interior. I mean, oh, it's black with fun. double red diamond stitching. Yeah, sick. And then I was the first one to send a Lincoln dashboard into Dakota Digital and do it all digital. <laughs> I mean, the car was fucking tricked out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was that. I was over 100 grand into it, and I was like, uh, fuck, every time I drive this fucking thing, it's cost me money. So I, I sold it for half off, basically. <laughs> yeah. some, some guy f- flew up from oh Texas and was like, I'll take it. Yeah, that thing that could, that's. He didn't even argue price. He was like, "You have a listen at this." All right, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, here. <laughs> right now, thing, it's before like, you change your mind. Yeah, yeah. that is like it's those boats. They just kind of float down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how the rolls is too. The rolls kind. Of, it's like the old school Cadillacs, Lincolns. I, I I love that car. Yeah. Nice. And but yeah, I've had a bunch of them. But you know, when you're paying, you know, five thousand dollars for an oil change or something, it gets kind of old. Yeah, like, right, I bet. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that program. Not that the roles isn't you know the same way, but it, it's uh, I get I get it, and just like we talked about earlier, I think it's a necessary step to legitimize you in your business. I just I just don't uh, do it in real estate, yeah. for um, sure. And I just don't know. I know real estate people that are worth hundreds of millions that don't right, but it's just yeah. a different mindset because I think once you condition yourself. Because you're buying performing assets, so let's just say I took that two, three, four hundred thousand, and I, like, I bought a car, versus an asset that spits out money every month. Yep. But I think uh, when I was talking to Brad, he brought up a good point. He's like, "Why not buy that asset and spend the take the money that it's producing, and then go buy the you car? Know, the car, which is the whole reason I bought my." the S class was the same exact reason was like, okay, Julie's like, you're not buying it unless you go find an asset that will produce that. And I was like, that makes sense. Fair. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the the book, uh, the millionaire next door. Right. Talk about, you know, most of these millionaires, they're driving, you know, GM, they're driving Detroit automobiles, you know, usually they buy them, you know, a year or two old where the, the hit is the big hits already been taken. Well, I think the biggest thing there is like, um, 
living underneath your means to give you some sort. And this is like the stuff they don't teach. Are we going, by the way? Let's just fuck it go. Uh, go. <laughs> you, it, yeah. We'll jump into all this stuff. Yeah, then, yeah. Um, so, so, hey, everybody. John Troutman, Truth or Comfort. I'm here with John and I'm here with Casey from Build Your Empire. Excited to have them in. I've been, uh, I told them that there was free food and lobster and all this stuff here and, and Lamborghinis. And so that's why they're here. We're good, we're good. Hey, I need some food. And uh, anyways, uh, we're, we're in the midst of talking about, uh, you know, assets and liabilities and building wealth and uh, which is perfect, build your empire. So. Uh, how did we started talking about this earlier and yeah, we never, we got so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did build your empire kind of take hold? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, did I'll you start little, when you were like 10 or what? No. So, eight, so, eight and a half. <laughs> okay. So prior to that 10, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's 12. Yeah. See, yeah, what, yeah. see what real estate can do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, prior to us having the entity build your empire, it was actually a brand that was a thing for around five years. It was one of the first, like I would say motivational business pages on Instagram that has been followed by a lot of like top celebrities, whether that's DJ Khaled or a bunch of pro athletes or whatever that may be. And it was one of those things that prior to it, I was doing a lot of social media management and podcasting and interviewing a lot of these top entrepreneurs. And, um, I had this event in Beverly Hills that John came to and I was little, I was just hosting these little masterminds with a couple of buddies of mine. And, um, I was looking at his social media and we just, we connected in the DMS on Instagram a couple of times prior to that. And then leading out of that event, it was me managing his Instagram, Facebook and his fiance's, um, Instagram at the time as well. So it was more so we worked together for six months. I built out a lot of his brand did a lot of the chopping up the videos. I remember he sent me this terabyte of footage of just like his past, speeches he was like handle it so then i just had an editing team just go in I didn't and know what chop a it up terabyte is but apparently it was a lot yeah it's <laughs> a, yeah it's a little bit of content yeah yeah so it was more so we worked together for, for a good six months and i remember um, my buddy that owned build your empire previously he was like hey i'm looking to put this in the right hands do you know anyone that um could like leverage this to the best of their ability and i remember reaching out to john i'm like hey this is not only going to be a vehicle that we could potentially build our brands through but i know we can do a lot more with it in the sense of the events and different things that we can build within the brand so then me john and joshua denny we acquired the brand and it's been about a year since we've had the entity and we've taken it multiple different directions but we're still figuring out the best way to um really build and grow this brand but we've definitely taken a huge step into the event space the last six months uh, absolutely i see you guys all over the place so uh <laughs> congratulations by the thank way thank you yeah yeah the brand the brand is it's it's so recognizable I mean, it doesn't matter who you talk to, any big influencer on, in social media, if you, if you mention the Build Your Empire brand, they know the brand. And so we're, we're you know, now capitalizing on that in, in a big way and super excited about it. I think they just keep yeah. going organically. Yep. Every, we're going to Germany in like a week or yeah. a week and a half. We're now co-branding we events. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Come on. Real estate deals in the oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So, and so, Lamborghinis on the autobahn. <laughs> hey, uh, in, unless mine's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, see? You're no, no, we're not going to go there. L listen, hey, so I like that. So t talk more about that. You're, you're like co-marketing or co-branding or, or how's yeah, that work? We've got a couple different plays. We're looking at, you know, some different licensing deals, but mainly uh, we're big on collaboration. And so right now we're collaborating with other brands or event producers. So we're going to like, uh, for example, we just uh, finalized a deal with, with uh, our friend Anthony Delgado, who does the uh, Disrupt Puerto Rico events. So in November, we're going to do uh, Disrupt. That's a Build Your Empire slash Disrupt 
Puerto Rico uh, event. And, and we've got another, uh, the largest uh, event producer in the Caribbean. We're doing a, about 20,000 people in the Dominican Republic. That's also the beginning of November. So we're now co-branding that event to Build Your Empire. And so, we're, and then we've got, uh, yeah. we're working with you guys. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for, I would say, the whole brand within Build Your Empire, it's like the repetition of attention. You know, if you can get in front of in front of people on a repetitive basis, people start to know what it is. So we just had our event at the house. That was the one you came to, right? Yeah. This January? Yeah. Yeah, yep. so um, we're, um, you saw, I don't know if you saw, but um, Drama, Christopher, Drama Faf, he spoke, he owns the brand Young and Reckless. So we're gonna be doing this co-branded event in May in LA, and it's gonna be like a Young and Reckless Build Your Empire event, and he's gonna be bringing in his network as like he has, he's in that celebrity atmosphere, but he wants to have an event, and he wants it to be about entrepreneurship, about how he built his brand. So we're gonna be the brand that collaborates with him that sort of puts the stamp on it as like this is an entrepreneur event not like a meet and greet for drama so right. it, it's gonna be super cool what do you so what are you finding as far as like it the draw seems like when i was there at least what i saw was this draw for knowledge for people to obviously build their empire start their empire yep probably start or ramp it up a little bit more yep. right um why do you think that draws so much yeah i mean i think one of the biggest reasons not only for events and this is something that ty lopez taught me at when i was 15 and i was at his house he said you can either throw events or go to events but either or your network will increase tenfold right so i think one of the biggest reasons that not only we have events but i think that people come is that we bring good people and joshua denny who isn't here but he's one of the partners he always says be a good be a collector of good people right and these events like you'll find the most world-class people that are not only building their companies but they're willing to help they're not only they're putting out content they're they have podcasts they're they're creating content to genuinely help people but having an event with them there just adds that extra step of reality and you actually get to physically meet these people and figure out if there's any opportunity long term if you actually get to connect with them in a way. And I think the other, the big part that that's coming from that is we're creating this movement. Right. Like people, it's not just like us build your empire, build your empire is everybody. Uh, it, I was in Las Vegas and I'm sitting at the bar at the yard house and two of the waitresses came up behind me. Like we're, we're part of build your empire. Like, like people are claiming there. I was in Puerto Rico doing the last disrupt event. And after I spoke, there was a whole crowd that came up and they were all claiming, you know, we're Build Your Empire. And so it's cool to hear all these people saying, we are Build Your Empire. Right. So we're creating this culture and this community and this movement because we're saying, look, this is about us connecting. So now, now, like, John, you're part of Build Your Empire because when we got people that want to do real estate deals, it's like, well, we got the information, you got the energy, you got the, um, you know, the potential. John has the information. Let's connect those dots and everybody wins. So that's what I was getting at. Like you guys, yeah, yeah. like it's this, it feels like to me, like uh, I, we, we specialize or focus in on real estate, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. But for you guys, it's like, you guys have this massive draw and I think it's happening uh, on a global level faster than ever before because, and no offense to people that went to college and that's great. And I, <laughs> I think you, most people should, uh, I, it just wasn't my well, avenue. The parties, but I understand. The parties, are. the parties are incredible. <laughs> but what they're not teaching you is a lot of this stuff, like mm -hmm. how to be, how to have the right mindset, how to plug in and surround yourself with like-minded people to get to the level that you need to get to, to be successful, to get off the tarmac, if you yeah. will. And uh, that's what, that's the environment we've tried to create here. And I see you guys have this big, massive net to where, yeah, real estate or uh, other 
you know, uh, crypto Finance, or so crypto brand. Yeah. Branding. Yeah, branding was a big okay. piece, right? Like yeah. doing stuff online and, and creating, creating that brand yourself yeah. and all that. Like this is stuff that if they are teaching it, they're doing a poor job. So, so in schools, but it's more about the mindset. And so you're, you're teaching and helping people with the mindset and then everything else behind it, which yeah. I, which I respect, I think is great. And it's a testament to where you're at. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you got a good guy next to you, helping you out and stuff. And you're surrounding yourself with really good people. John Absolutely. said you're out there hustling and knocking <laughs> on Casey's doors. For sure. Man, for, to be 18 years old, <laughs> I'm blown away, bro. I, like, yeah. I used to call him and he's like in biology class or something. I'm, yeah. I forget, you know, I said, we got business to do because we weren't just building an Instagram page. We're building a real business, you know, right. trademarking everything and creating, you know, real uh, revenue, you know, from this business. And I'm calling him for like, you know, we got to get on this call and he's in class or he's at school. He's like, oh, I can't talk right now. I'm in, I'm yeah. in biology. It was of, yeah, it was one of the things. <laughs> senior, senior year, though, I only took three classes, but it was always like, the morning like you know what i'm saying before noon and he was in arizona i was in virginia time so it's like handling that for the last two years prior to graduating high school it was it was a fun challenge but it was it was definitely a learning curve <laughs> well then we and then we had a you know he had his parents come to meet us because he moved from his parents house into the house in paradise valley so his parents were like what are these guys moving yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah wait, wait his, what are you exactly are you yeah, doing? from his parents yeah. house to this ten thousand square foot mansion and they they had to be like what the but you know what Casey has brought to the table is he's brought this this energy and this millennial movement, and so I always say we take we're taking the young energy and we're you're taking this uh, more I don't like to use the word old but the more mature wisdom, and and combining the two and it's creating this powerful powerful entity and this movement in the marketplace and people are really you know they're gravitating towards it and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, there there is definitely some complementary uh, traits amongst yeah. both, right? Yeah. So. <clears throat> If I could just talk about we, you guys were talking about earlier, you guys are building out a system yeah. to where people could plug into and get the education and help and support that yep. they need for particular verticals. Yep. Do you guys want to talk about that or not? Is it too early? I mean, it's definitely early, but I, I would say the biggest thing with it is like John talked about earlier, it's like building the Netflix for entrepreneurship in the sense of content distribution. Because like you said, I didn't go to college and I believe a lot of young people, they're starting to see took that. biology though, man. <laughs> John's over here. We're like, and I, were, pre I went to pre-algebra. <laughs> I didn't. I was done. I said, "This is." Start putting letters with numbers. I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah." This. I just colored it. No, I, I, just I was good in school, but back. I was good in school, but I, I, kind of, I dropped like all my classes the last senior year. Like I was literally taking three classes. One of them was like a computer class and this typing. So it's like. <laughs> It was, it was good, but um, yeah, I mean, I think like this, right? Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. No, so, but I think that, yeah, so, that being said, that the content in there is like something you don't learn in school, but you learn from people that are actually doing it. And shout out to Brad Lee, you know, because he's got a platform it, that, that allows us to do something. Absolutely. Lightspeed has, has been uh, a phenomenal vehicle for us to lay down all of our content. It's taken literally months. We have people there every single day for months sitting there doing and putting the content together. So um, when your guys' system is ready to go, we're excited to be part of it. For sure. Tr truly. Yeah, yeah. So, and vice versa. I think a big thing is is uh, people hearing from different experts and a big piece of this, we were just talking about this earlier, and it's the number one thing when you go into our system is mindset. Yeah. The mindset, neuroscience, yeah. and the way that we've, I don't want to say that we've been trained, but the way we've trained our brain and the way we've been groomed and conditioned is uh, 
needs to be redone. <laughs> so yeah. neuroscience, yeah. we could find new pathways and yeah. new ways yeah. to think. And, and that's what, uh, that's what I was getting at what you guys are creating, which totally. I totally respect and I like it. And well, it's, you, it's different. It's you're unique. You're so on it, John, because you know, the, we see so many people that come through and they're broke down mentally. It's not that it's not necessarily their fault. It's because they're being programmed and conditioned early on to, to, of course, you know, they've been programmed and conditioned to go to work for something. They've been programmed and conditioned to go to school, get a good education, then go work for someone, then go greet at Walmart and then, you know, suffer basically is, right. is what's happened. And, and, and with the millennials, and this is where Casey really comes in. What I found is they had this reputation of being lazy. But what I found was just the opposite. They just didn't want to do what their parents did. They watched their parents lose the house and the cars during the last, you know, recession. They they watched their their grandparents give blood, sweat, and tears to that factory and end up with nothing when it was done. And they're like, man, I, I'm not going to go and build someone else's dream at the expense of my own dream. Right. So they'd rather sit yep. home, smoke weed, play Xbox, than go sit in someone's cubicle. Or <laughs> someone's, you know what I mean? Right. Which I can, you know, I, I respect that. They, they're, they're, <laughs> and they were born with these in their hands, you know, and so they've got the technology to build e-commerce businesses and, and do massive business. They just need the right direction and the right vehicle. Uh, yeah something to plug into and have all that and i like it the 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 thing i and i did hear you john on uh one of your instagram posts and so i just want to talk on it just for a second to kind of further this but you you said someone asked you what's your biggest setback or biggest issue that you currently face Mm. and yeah in my mind yeah, it's cr- it's I'm crazy because yeah, be- for sure. Because we all do it, right? Yep. We're all our own worst enemy, and we still get in our head. Absolutely. You, wanna, you guys want to touch on that at all? Yeah, you can go ahead first. Well, I, you know, I'll start. You know, because for me, I, 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 because I don't have all the things society says you're supposed to have to be successful. You know, my, I had my first felony arrest when I was 15 years old. Uh, but overachiever. Yeah, I was, I was, everything I do, I take it to the extreme. Yeah. Sure, but it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> and then, but you know, I was locked up in these detention facilities most of my teenage life, and then at seventeen, crack the crack epi- epidemic hit our neighborhood hard, and you know, I, I I participated to the point at seventeen years old, I had a heart attack from smoking cocaine. Wow. And and that led to matter of fact, when I finally left one of the facilities, I remember the only thing I owned was the shoes, the the pants and the sweatshirt that I walked out of that facility with. I had nothing. I had already destroyed all the relationships because, you know, my drug habit consumed everything in my life. And and it wasn't like I took a night off. You know, it was like, okay, it's Tuesday night. I think I'm, you know, not going to get high. It didn't matter. I had no money, no job, but I always found a way to get money to get high. It's a testament to what the mind can right. really do if you believe in it strong enough. But I, I was fortunate because I had a mentor in a drug rehabilitation facility that convinced me, because I thought you had to be born in the house with the Rolls Royce already in the garage, you know, right. in order to be successful. But he convinced me that my way out of my neighborhood was through business. Because I was never, I wasn't going to be an athlete. That was out of the question. I wasn't smart. I heard you're a runner, though. <laughs> I can, yeah. a sprint game going. Yeah. 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 This run, I'm like, like I'm four miles myself, yesterday. Yeah. Why do people run? I mean, I, run, <laughs> I understand if you're running from the police, but just to run for no reason <laughs> seemed kind of, you know, now my calves hurt. And, uh, and that was the only reason, John, is when we were younger, you were the slower runner. You got caught <laughs> sorry man well, I'll, yeah I'll, and i'll tell you how ridiculous we were when we were kids we would actually go to the payphone down the street and we'd call the police this because we were bored we didn't have devices to play on all day inside so we were outside causing trouble we would call the police on ourselves we would call say, <laughs> what? there's a bunch of kids at, at, at grant school on the south side of where i grew up and we'd hang out in the back of the school 
and we call the police say these kids are causing all kinds of problems behind the school the police would come and of course we would run because we wanted to this yeah. is fun for us it's that's like so take. funny bro and the police would chase us through the yards all of it was fun you know one of us would usually get caught yeah a lot of times it was me uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I was pretty fast and I could jump in yeah, so okay yeah, yeah. you got me <laughs> <laughs> but we, that's how that's what we did for fun instead of playing the game running from police or yeah. you know, Grand Theft Auto yeah. we were actually doing it we were, <laughs> we right. were doing it that is so funny but the mindset was broke down. I lost my sister when she was 21 years old to heroin, heroin overdose. My brother today has been on heroin his whole, you know, his whole life. It's amazing he's still alive. You know, he doesn't look like he's alive. He looks like the walking dead. It's a sad situation, but that mentality. And he stays, he stays stuck. And so I'm fighting these demons every single day. But that's why getting around, you know, you, you get around people like yourself, people like Casey, people that have done things and they, they help you push out that old thinking. And that's what started happening to me. And I was, you know, I, I was given a book in drug rehab, how to win friends and influence people. Oh yeah. And that set the, that was the beginning of the journey and it was a long, hard journey, but uh, it, it got me out of that neighborhood. Business got me out of that neighborhood and I just traded one addiction. You know, I went from the yep. you know, cocaine addiction to the business addiction and I pursued business with the same relentless, you know, persistence that I did my drug habit. Yeah. And it didn't pay off right away, man. It was frustrating. I was ready to go back to drugs so many times. So. It, it, it's uh. It sounds like some of your neighborhood friends are outside here. <laughs> oh my god! Did you call them? Did you call them again? Shit! Is that my car? Uh, no, it, it's it's true. The uh, the the difference in a mind shift, um, mindset shift, if you will. <clears throat> when I was younger, I worked out all the time, and I think I told you this story, or maybe I didn't. But I had this. Uh, guy I looked up to very successful. Uh, I was like 20 years old and he, and I would always say, Paul, I want to be like you, Paul, I want to be like you. And he was, you know, had his name yeah. across a building, you know, um, great guy, uh, out of San Diego. Anyways, one day he said, Hey John, so, so you work out a lot, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm working out a couple times a day. He's like, you're going to compete. And I was like, no, he was like, so, let's just say you took the time and energy. No, he followed it up with, God, you're probably better than most of the people your age at, you know, mm -hmm. where you're at in shape. And I said, yeah. He said, would you say you're in the top 3% like out of a hundred people? I said, yeah. He said, okay, now shift that thinking. And what if you did that with real estate? Uh, what if you shifted that energy and put it and cared about it just as much as real estate? Where would you be? <laughs> it was like a, aha moment yeah. like when i think of uh, like as simple as that is at my age see you're yeah, already, yeah. you you you're around great people so that happened when you were 12 or yeah. 10 or yeah, eight, yeah. whatever i would say 15 me, i had to be like yeah me i had to be like 20 right yeah. for that light switch to go off but it was like oh yeah okay i'm, I'm not gonna lift anymore right i'm just yeah, gonna yeah. figure this out and that's essentially what happened um for the most part just decided to submerge myself into business Got it. And Casey yeah. started doing it early. I mean, yeah, well, like it was well, well I was fifteen. Was, that was my thing. You had a reason for it, the, you know, the reason why you got into it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'll kind of give you the little rundown. So like for me, I 
growing up, I was always like selling things, lemonade, bracelets. I was making all these cool things, selling them to all my neighborhood. I would literally go door to door and just sell the things I make. But um, when I was 15, I've always played sports my entire life, hockey for like 10 years and lacrosse and got into football being 5'6". I was a running back, right? Yeah. So um, I ended up having a really bad neck injury. And during sophomore year, just right before the season started, I was diagnosed with interspinous ligament damage. So I was put into a neck brace for like six months. And it was one of those time frames in my life where it was like, could never play football again. The news that they told me that I couldn't like leave my bed for like six months. I was just like, it kind of took me way off my trajectory of like for the next three years, I had a completely different focus, but it came through that six months where I was just on social media a lot, just consuming, not, not being an active producer. I wasn't in this whole personal branding, social media business lane. It was just a young kid that had maybe 500 followers on Instagram and was just watching these YouTubers or whatever. And my, my transition of focus came through a guy named Ty Lopez. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. So Ty, he was one of those people that was always putting out content about self, well, um, health, wealth, love, and happiness. And at the time I was depressed, I wasn't happy. And it was one of those things I just kind of latched onto. Long story short, I got into two of his programs, one being like the six, 67 step program, which is all mindset focused. And then one of them was the social media program, which was teaching like how to monetize social media, how to get clients on social media. And it was a year process of just like education and learning and t sort of just like taking these foundations and implementing them into my life. But over the course of the year, it was more so like documenting that process of like showcasing the books I was reading, like showcasing the people I was just trying to get in touch with on Instagram. But long story short, year and a half goes by and now it's like the beginning of 2017 and I'm still 16 and I ended up just DMing Ty on Instagram after like an like a good eight month journey of like getting in touch with people and I got offered to speak at this one event in San Diego and I went to it and it was just like a phenomenal experience I DM him and this was like I've never been to the West Coast prior to this like literally the day I got back from this event in San Diego that I paid for flew out me and my dad I sent Ty a DM and I'm like hey Ty eight months ago I was in neck brace depressed not sure not sure what I wanted to do and you just completely changed my life and I just want to let you know it was more so like an appreciation message right and then he gets back to me he's like hey man like tell me more long story short Two weeks later, he's flying me out to L.A. with me and my mom, puts us in a hotel, brings us by the house for like two days. We're shooting content. And that was like a, a mental transition for me in the sense of like not only what's possible through social media, but like the the foundation of like the if and then. Right. Like if you put in the work and build a brand on social media, then opportunities will come. Right. And that sort of like simple foundation was something that got instilled to me at 15, 16. And he was a huge mentor to me. But once I was able to shake his hand and meet him and just hear from him like on multiple occasions, that's when. I was like, all right, this is something that I can really like pursue. And just being at his house, I met a lot of great people. And then the following month, they were flying me out to LA and <laughs> putting me in these different events and just wanted to like see me do good, I guess, right? Like one of my first mentors, Jaden Gross, he was always like supporting me. He would call me up on a Thursday afternoon and be like, yo, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, got school Friday and then I don't know. And right, and I was doing my thing. And he's like, why don't you come to LA? And then he would fly me out. And it was That's one of those cool. things that throughout that whole process, though, going through Ty's program, like financially, I was doing a lot of like managing social media for like the local dentist or the, the chiropractor that I was going to and all these different like entities that I was yeah, already a part of braces I see yeah <laughs> but that, that was sort of like the foundation and then it sort of just snowballed into something much bigger yeah, that's K awesome he's like the celebrity man you're like you go play <laughs> Casey the kids go crazy for this this guy like it's like a rock star man like he's he's hanging out with Wiz Khalifa you know, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm really I, I mean, love it I, yeah I'm not it's I'm serious hey it's, it's, a, it's a it's a phenomenal story man that uh, 
I mean, just putting in the hard work and effort, just like you said, and everything kind of just came to fruition. Yeah, yeah I it, like it. If, uh, back to the point, though, with events, it was like that whole year of 2017, it was like dedicated to going out to L.A. and collaborating with different influencers and just really meeting people. That was my whole, like, foundation. And I think I missed, like, 84 days of school in junior year, just, like, traveling and completely, like, not caring. And I've always been a good student at school. Like, I wasn't the guy that just had straight Fs. Like, I had good grades, right? But it was one of the things I didn't sort of – try on i was just like doing and cool but my parents that was like the hardest that was like my yeah, hardest bet, right? that was my hardest breakthrough at the time second. yeah <laughs> they were like uh you're not going to tell me dude the first they were like what dude it was did hilarious happened a few like, times oh absolutely like the biggest thing like the first two times that like, like my did parents you, when you snuck out you snuck out across the country where are you where are you at you were at joey's house <laughs> no i'm in la yeah <laughs> literally no, literally so like skip school go down the street and go to los angeles and like for me like growing up like i never like was on an airplane until i could pay it for it myself like my family didn't i don't have money growing up they were it was one of those things where like playing hockey was like my biggest thing like traveling and doing all like little things inside of virginia like that was my like life growing up but um i like i said i wasn't able to travel and nor so to my parents like my dad mom they've never been to the west coast prior and the first time was when i flew my dad out to san diego to go to the speaking event and he was like no nah, dude like you should just buy a snowboard like buy a snowboard that's where we, we go snowboarding twice a year like do that and i was like no i want to do the, the san diego thing yeah. and then following two weeks later ty flies us to la and like that was like the first two times i ever went out to the west coast and like so it's the same thing with my parents though so like they were gaining as much experience as i was right, right? it was new to them it was new to me so the following I think that the biggest thing with my parents so they've always been supportive and like right. understanding but they um, when my mom came with me to LA she met this guy named Jaden Gross who like I said was a big mentor to me and then the following month like he flew me out and she had that trust factor of, like she met him she he she knew like his motives were good hopefully or whatever yeah. but I think it was more so it comes down to sales Grant Cardone always talks about it the biggest thing you have to sell is the people that are around you right, right. so it's like that was my first ounce of sales where it was like the resilient mindset of like I'm going to go to LA this this weekend no matter what because there's this event happening and like I, it was just like the 10,000 no's where it's like my parents would always say no but then I would just buy the flight and be like my flight's tomorrow I can't get a <laughs> refund I gotta go and then I would just say no I, it was, but for them like looking back and, lesson it, right there. and it was like it's that. funny because I say looking back but it was like two years right it's like like I was, I was just wild. Like I was just little. I would be booking flights and just like telling my parents I'm gonna go and then book an Uber to the airport and I'm out. You know, and, yeah. and it was one of those things. Like until they sort of like saw some success, not only financially but just like the people and the notoriety and the opportunities that were coming my way. That's when they really like fully like were like, do you like? hundred percent. Like I have two older brothers and they've both went to community college and dropped out, didn't like it, and now they're in debt and they've seen like the path quote unquote that right. you're supposed to do and i was always this oddball that i was supposed to go to the uva and these big universities and but when that neck brace situation happened and then i found ty lopez and he's talking about all these different like self-education routes it was one of those things where it was like there's no going back right like right. once you're exposed to this type of information you can't like you can't put step, it back in the box you can't yeah put it back so it's like i knew like 10th grade going into like junior year i was like i don't, I don't want to go to college i want to pursue this like i want to continue building my network being around good people that are actually doing it not sitting in a room with people that are bullshitting on saturday and sunday night and then learning from a professor that's never started a company right, right. so for me it was fully involved into the self-education factor of like how can i get as much knowledge and experience and relationships as possible because it goes down to like from day one I always wanted to build a network of people that I can not only get opportunities from but that are cur like actually doing it and that's having a podcast over the last year and a half that's definitely helped with that nice but yeah that's that was like the 
the brief rundown. <laughs> I, I, I love it because uh, there's not a lot of people your age that are as mature as you and have had those life experiences and enough, uh, I don't know, foresight to just say, fuck it, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, and you're not you're not going to stop me. I'll find a way around it. Not in a, a mean way, but more of a, Hey, the ticket's paid for. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know. I mean, cause you, ch- you change the dynamics of your family. So awesome. For sure. Yeah. Appreciate no, that. seriously. You open up doors. It's, it's funny. That, and I definitely, I want to introduce you to my brother too. Cause like I have two older brothers. They've been working the same job for like five years. And like now my older brother, he's, I've, I've brought him out to events and they're trying, like he's trying to get into real estate and wholesaling. And like, I'm introducing them to my, a lot of my network and people and like that. So it's like, like, like you said, like that foundational mindset of like, I'm sort of instilling these different things into my brothers and it's super cool. Of like I'll fly them out to these events and like give them these opportunities. And it's something that I have like now this whole Rolodex of like people that I can just like hand out their way of like start a group chat and like give yeah, them a call. Like 18 sort of like, yeah. I, I just like it, my whole thing is like helping. Right. And it's like, from a family perspective, it's like, it's cool to see my brother, like going to check out properties and going to see if he can find a deal and figure out where the buyer is in the local area. So it's like, there's it's, one way to guarantee that. <laughs> It's called real estate knowledge. <laughs> exactly. One hundred percent. I'm definitely. I'm a connected guy, for sure. Uh, that's a shortcut right here. Yeah, because he hasn't, he hasn't had any deals yet, so that's one of the things. That the knowledge is everything. How long has he been doing it? I would say like for the good six months, and one of these. I would say I like to call it an excuse of his. Like he has a kid, she's three, unexpected, and it's been a huge thing for him. Like last, she's three now. That's he sure had, a, to, right had there. a kid at twenty one, so it's yeah. like she occupies a lot of his time, and obviously the job, and still lives at home. So it's like his mentality is like it's like the do it or die mentality, right? So it's like he's all in, but it's a timing thing for him because with the kid and work, it's there's no excuses. I tell him all the time. No, no, no. Yeah, they make these things. <clears throat> you you could carry your baby in a. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would take my daughter to. Uh, properties all the time <laughs> tell, tell him he all can right. do it and a lot of the stuff could be done uh you know ne- uh maybe networking and making totally. sure that other people are d- delegating if you will um yeah i mean six months he needs a deal yeah he's gonna get discouraged if he he's not right totally. so um i think that happens just like what we were talking about earlier i think it's just yeah if he needs help send him our way for sure yeah um you guys I want to talk about one one last thing. Uh-oh. Dude. You're making me nervous. No, no. <laughs> I promise I won't put you on blast like Brad did me. <laughs> he, he he did ask me, like, so you have five, six minutes, add value. <laughs> I, was like, no. I was like, what? <laughs> that's, um, that's Brad. Yeah, that's there's... So funny. <laughs> I was like, he's fucking... Wow, this audience. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ended up... Uh, you got to get past the first minute of me probably fumbling, but I, I end up okay, I guess. But my question is, uh, how many Lamborghinis do you guys have? <laughs> <laughs> exactly zero. Zero right now. We actually zero. have... For the event that we're co-branding in Germany, they, they've got two Build Your Empire Lamborghinis there that will be driving on the autobahn and driving around there so that's that's part of the that, I, I get, so a lamborghini we, when we, we should show the when we do this brandon let's show the before footage just so we can kind of give it some perspective like i'm not completely 
poo-pooing on it. If you're in real estate, I'm going to though. It's, so it's funny. So like the whole car scene too, because like I have a good friend of mine. His name is Jeff. His YouTube JR Garage. He's one of like the biggest automotive influencers, and like he has like three Lamborghinis, two Ferraris, three Teslas, and like he's Let's completely his, in his garage is right down the road. But like his whole thing with Lamborghinis, like he always says, like a real Lamborghini owner doesn't just buy a stock Lamborghini, right? It's like he um, he. I've, I've seen the both worlds of like people that have bought a car to then run an ad to then lease it and then just make as much money possible. And then I've seen like Jeff where it's like, he just buys cars because of the passion of his. And like, that's where my, my mentality is on that, where it's like buy things you well, enjoy he's, he's because if you really enjoy them. Brand. He's earning money from that. Brand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, that's a, I get it. And I have, Dan talked about it too at your event was, Hey, if it's part of your brand and that's what you need, yeah. I get it. And yeah. I could appreciate that too. Yeah. Absolutely. So we could, well, I'm taking so, the Lamborghini money and we, we put it into businesses. Hey, so here, here's another food for thought. Like I did that, um, that Vegas, um, Las Vegas Speedway. Have you okay. guys ever I've been there? That? I did the drift car. Okay. The drift car is the sick. Corvette, right? Yeah. Okay. So you can pick like three cars. I, I picked the Lamborghini in this order, then the Ferrari, and then the McLaren. And the Lamborghini, you're like, because they're telling you to drive faster the whole yeah. time. So you're like going fast. And uh, and then I get in the next car and you're with a race car driver. So he's telling you like, okay. Send it. What, yeah. He's like, what did you uh, what did you just drive? I said the Lamborghini. He's like, this is going to be so much different because uh, it's basically you. If you're thinking it, this car is moving with you. And you're going to think that Lamborghini's like a little sluggish. And I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> That Ferrari was so much quicker, like shifting. It was crazy to yeah. me. Yeah, I was blown away. The McLaren was fast as crap, but I couldn't like stare as good as the Ferrari. Is what I. But but here's the thing, I I would say. If you guys haven't been there, we should all go there. I got it. Yeah, I want to do that. Uh, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't old enough at the time because yeah. I was 17, so I couldn't do it. Yeah. We'll get you a I, fake I had to sit in the back. We'll get you a yeah, fake ID. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Cody. Casey gets in the clubs. He gets everywhere now. He's, like, he's VIP. He skips the lines. goes right in. I think people, I, I like the quote. It's like people pay for access and entertainment, right? So it's like, but if you know the people that are providing the access and the entertainment, you can get it anywhere. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of who you know as well. Yeah, absolutely. The, the if they don't check your ID, there's no need for one. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. in general, with what you're doing, you're networking and people people want to help other people out, yep. especially if they're sincere and humble about it and trying to do this exact same thing. So you're going to, I mean, I'm excited to see your future, man. Thank I'm going to say, I'm going to say it all started right here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, well, welcome to the debut. Casey's uh, just started a new business. <laughs> today? Yeah, today. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> but but uh, if, if you guys could just, uh, I'm not going to give you guys five or six minutes, but if you could maybe just leave uh, the listeners with something to take away, like what would you, I don't know, something, John, maybe you yeah. tell your kids or yeah. what do you tell yourself? I know you already said a lot, but if you were to sum it up in a, in yeah. a, in a I'll say something that'll let you take it home. Yeah, okay. So I think the biggest thing, and I'm speaking from my experience of the last couple of years, social media wise, people that are building brands, I think a lot of young people that are trying to do things, they, they don't put people first in the sense of building a brand, building a network. They want to just build them. When for me, it's like, if you listen to my podcast, right, I, I sort of consider myself the megaphone and someone else is the one speaking through it of I'm the one asking the questions for my own a personal opinion, but it's like, 
her personal knowledge, but then providing this megaphone of I'm providing my value through other people because at the end of the day, and I hear this all the time, it's like, what do I have to offer to the world if there's the billionaires or people that have made hundreds of millions of dollars on social media and they're already providing that content? It's like, there's you can't compete with that, right? right. If you're young, it's like you're building a brand bottom up, not top down, where if someone like Greg Carnot and he started his brand and he's almost worth a billion dollars, that's top down marketing, I like to call it. Right. When a lot of young people, it's like, bottom up marketing meaning like people are going to follow you throughout your journey but it's like the things that is going to gain respect and credibility is your wins right so it's like focus on your wins but focus on the people that that, that can really help you get there All right and put people first i think that's the biggest thing i would tell young people that are around my age any age put people yeah. first absolutely yeah i like it because it nice it, very it, good well said it, it, i think it ties into what my daughter and i have a ritual every morning when i take her to school and it always starts the same way. I ask her a question, you know, what kind of day are you going to have? And, you know, she responds the same way almost, almost every day. And she said, daddy, I'm gonna have a great day. My daughter's nine. And then I ask her, why is she going to have a great day? And she says, because it's karma. If it is to be, it's up to me. And then I, and then I kind of, we go into this whole elaboration thing. And I said, and I said, what are the two things you have total control over? And then she'll say my attitude and my actions. And I think a lot of people today, you know, I, I meet people that, are having a bad day today and, and they'll say something like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed and my thing is we'll push the damn bed against the wall so you can never use that as an excuse to mess up my day along with right. your day and, and so many people run around with kind of a victim mentality or, or something happens to them in the morning and their whole day is messed up for the rest of the day right and so you know what I teach people is that I can control my actions which is my activity and my attitude I can't control what Casey's going to do today or what you're going to do I matter of fact, I, I stopped putting pressure on myself for results. I used to have stress and frustration about the results I was because I was getting terrible results. And I had mentors came in my life and said, "Look, stop! You're, you're stressing yourself out. And you're creating, you're creating the problem by right. thinking about the problem over and over and over. You're actually creating the problem. It's not the problem that's the problem. It's you telling the story about the problem and focusing on the problem that becomes the problem." Right. And so what I started doing is I started putting my pressure then became on activity because I could control that activity. If I knew I, you know, I'm, I'm disrupting the nutrition industry right, right now. So every day I'm doing 20 to 30 exposures, which take me about 20 to 30 minutes, you know, because of all the technology of today. But I can do that activity every single day. And what I've discovered is, is if I do that activity long enough, consistent enough, the results will come automatically. So again, instead of me focusing on the results, which can be frustrating short term, if I focus on the activity short term, it will lead to the results. And and, and that's that's the things I teach my kids. And you know, with young people today, half of them aren't even trying. You know, so I right. teach these kids how hard is it to win a race when nobody's even putting on the sneakers to run it? They're not even trying. Right. You don't have competition today. I yeah, I tell my kids if you're showing up. You're ahead of most of the yeah, people. Yeah, do, the do do what you say you're gonna do, and outwork the next person next to you. Every everything else should fall in line. Yeah. But you guys, I I sincerely appreciate you guys making it today. Uh, I love it. Thank Getting you to for having you guys. Us. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for making the trek across. Slumming yeah. over here in Phoenix, you know, <laughs> coming out of Paradise Valley. These guys had freaking, yeah, they asked if they asked if everything was okay, looking for security. <laughs> so, seriously, guys, uh, my pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Thank for you having so much. For All right, you, brother. Appreciate it. Man. All right, you guys, follow these guys. Build your empire. All right, Let's make things happen. Boom. Yes. All right, thanks, you guys. That was good.